baby. We in here, yeah, we in here. We been Y'all better get comfortable with saying black. We in here, yeah, we in here. Black versus the Board of Education. Yeah. Cause we can't get rid of us now. We in here, yeah, we in here. Cause we can't get rid of us now. And you know we that we that's why we are indeed a whole mood. That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know that can only mean one thing. That means Black versus the Board of Education is on your airways right now, live and in color. The the best color, if I do say so myself. You you agree? Yeah. Oh, Lord. See, I see how we starting off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Black versus the Board of Education. My name is Miss Laureen, and I am the host at the that actually runs the crew. Um, but, you know, like we do all the time, I got to let you know who's in the building. And we're going to start with Adrian today. Hey, Adrian. Ooh, first time. Come on now. Uh-oh. Hello. My name is Adrian. I'm a college student in California. Uh, uh, in California. Just the whole California. state. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, come Bruh. on. Yeah, we statewide. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> Jalen, okay. hey, hey, hey. Hello, uh, my name is Jalen. I am a college student in the California area, honorary uh, Louisianian. Um, okay. Here we Honor- go. You know, <laughs> this is what we do. We just can't, oh, we just can't have nice things. Oh, Where's man. Jada? <laughs> Hey y'all, hey, my name is Jada. I am a homeschooled senior, or actually not anymore. I'm a graduate. Woo! But no, um <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, in the Sacramento area, and I'm glad to be back. Awesome, awesome. Where is Keila? You gotta come off mute, boo. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what I'm doing, but hey, it's been a while. Technology. Come on, Keila, introduce yourself. <laughs> Anyways, I am a college student in the Sacramento area, and I am excited to talk to our friend. Awesome. See, because we make friends around here. We, the friend? we, yeah, you yeah. the friend. Hey. It, it's your day. It's your day. Uh. Bring up Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Hi, everyone. My name is Melissa, and I am in the Southern California area. I'm a junior, and I'm super excited about today's episode. Awesome. So you guys know we had a chance to meet our guest when we toured CBS 13. Uh, I don't even because these weeks and, and months seem to run Ooh, together for me. Two weeks. Um, two weeks ago. Like two two weeks. weeks ago. OK. OK. So um, can you introduce yourself and tell us who we're talking to so we can get into the conversation? OK. Uh, my name's Roland. I'm a producer at CBS 13. So I do news and a little bit of sports every now and then when I can. Uh huh. So when you say you're a producer, what does that mean for people who probably never seen you at work? Like we got a chance to. Yeah, and even like when you see me there, it's kind of hard to describe. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, so much going on. Like I tell you, I'm stacking a show, and it's like, what does that mean? Uh-huh. But, uh huh. And I was over your shoulder watching <laughs> you do something. You was doing a whole lot of clicking. We'll get yeah, into that. Bunch of clicking, and uh, it looks like a big old spreadsheet. That's pretty much what it is. And uh-huh. uh, you put stories in order. Like you try and tell as many of them as you can, and uh-huh. uh, you write the stories. Kind of get video of them going. So uh, I don't cut the video myself for the most part, but I tend to find the video and be like, "All right, this is what we need." Okay. Uh, write the scripts, and uh, oh, so you then, write too. 
Oh yeah, right. Oh, do, wow. I do a lot of writing. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> we'll take yeah. Well, we're yeah. gonna get into that because I think my the best part about seeing you in action was the commentary. Oh. Uh, so you guys, like, if you Hilarious. could, if you could put a description to what you saw. <laughs> I want y'all to give me a, a description or a word that, that kind of describes what you saw when we were uh, over his shoulder. Come on, Jalen. Controlled chaos. Oh, mm-hmm. Ooh, I like, I like that. that one. Oh, okay. Oh, Stop oh, it. Oh, <laughs> Keila, give me a word or two. What did you see? How would you describe Roland? A character. Oh, oh. you got all these C words. Yeah. Okay, come okay. on, uh, Jada. What you think? Um, I guess animated. Yeah. Mm, Ooh, sure. I'm about to hit this one. <laughs> this one right here. <laughs> Come on, uh, Adrian. What do you think? In the moment, depressed. Depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. You look, you look sad. Man. <laughs> I, I feel like these are all good characterizations. <laughs> I don't feel I, like any of them are wrong. No, I, I, I know it's, it's a, talking, it's a roller coaster of emotions. No, it was, it was the commentary. Yeah. Melissa, I know what you mean. Melissa, give me a word or two. What did you think? I was going to say magical because that was amazing. I, I couldn't have done that. Yeah, magical. And so you said depressed. Now, now you got to explain that to the people oh, yeah. who weren't in, weren't there. What so were you talking about? We go in, we all line up right behind them. There's <laughs> pop up and, over my no, shoulder. Wait, wait, like, oh. wait, before we said this, we walked in like like kids on a field trip. We did, yeah. we did. Yeah, we were trying mm-hmm. to stay so quiet. I had turned my flash on an accident, like but Lisa the, did too. We just hear him typing, and the first thing that comes out of his mouth was, "I hate my life." Oh, <laughs> Oh, that was the first thing y'all saw? Yeah. The first thing we heard. Jada is nodding her head. So, Jada, that's the first thing you heard, too? Yep. Yeah, that was on short. It made me giggle. I per- it made me look around like, I'm not the only one that heard that, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> and I think that um, to get a, a real well-rounded picture about you, can you kind of talk to us about how you got into producing? Was this something you wanted to do? or? That's funny. Uh, so... Like before I got into broadcasting, I would have never thought that I'd like be a producer on a really? TV show. Like, yeah. And I mean, like I was thinking more like sports broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do in sports broadcasting. Uh, you hear all the people who were on the mic at the time and you're all like, I want to be one of those guys. And But there's so much more that goes into broadcasting than just be like, I'm the guy on the mic. Right. And so, uh, I started working for a news station in San Diego and we did a uh, high school football. Okay. And so we were covering that a lot. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I got to do a lot of different things with that, but then like I got into a newsroom to say like, I'm like, I'm going to get my foot in the door and like see where I can go with this. And so I ended up behind the camera not really doing very much except pointing it in different directions. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I think it was, kind of during the uh summer that all those uh george floyd protests broke out that i got to thinking like yeah i'm here but like i'm not really helping tell these stories and so they're getting told in a way that like i wish i was more a part of the conversation Mm -hmm. and so it transitioned to for me like i'm still behind the camera but like in a very different way like i really lead a broadcast and we're uh I kind of like trying to, I get to take it in the direction where it goes and I get to write these scripts. And Mm -hmm. so 
I feel like I'm I'm a little more in control now. Okay. So I went from being kind of just a guy behind the camera to someone who kind of helps like shape that narrative to what you see in front of the camera. Like when you're sitting at home looking at the TV, now you're seeing the work that I do. Okay. Y'all, y'all know what time it is. Y'all got your questions ready? Uh, let's Ooh. go to Melissa. My question is, if you were not doing this, what do you think your career would be? Would you like to still be in the same industry or what do you think your career would be? Okay, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, I definitely like media. Uh, if I wasn't working in TV, I'd probably try and look for something in uh, public relations, oh. which is uh, actually what I studied in college. Like, so my whole thinking was like uh, kind of trying to create messaging mm -hmm. for organizations or maybe a politician, but yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely trying to craft messaging that works for an organization, but at the same time, it's like fair and accurate and truthful. Mm -hmm. All right. Miss mm -hmm. Jada says she had a question. Hi. Yes. I guess it's kind of similar to Melissa's, but not really. Um, before you started doing what you're doing in the production crew, did you ever have any other like goals or aspirations or plans for your life? And what made you want to take that turn? Hmm. All right. Uh, <laughs> It's funny. Uh, so when I got out of high school, like, and it's weird because I studied journalism in high now, school where are you too. From? And I'm from uh, Sacramento. Okay, you're from here. Yes, yeah, so I was okay, born so and raised in Sacramento. Uh, I did not go to Sac State. Okay. So I went to, uh, so I graduated high school at McClatchy. Okay. And then uh, I went to Sac City to do like my first little bit of college. And I wasn't really taking it all that serious and everything. Mm -hmm. And then so I dropped out of there. But then eventually I went back and I learned about a program that like kind of get me on track to like figure out how to get my degree. Mm -hmm. And so once they got me on that path and everything, I was like, all right, I definitely know I want to like stick with journalism, like stick with media studies and everything. And so from there it just kind of took off. Like once you kind of figure out that path that you want to go on, like, mm -hmm. like I said, a lot of it, like for me was like still with sports. And so like, that's where it might turn back to mm -hmm. like a sports, but uh, I'm really enjoying working in news and getting to kind of tell stories for the community. And so Jada, can you restate your question? Cause I know I threw him off asking him where he was from <laughs> um, because I wanted to see if he went to Sac State um, and you just went to Sac City and then where yeah, did you go? And then, so I ended up transferring to San Diego State. San Diego mm -hmm. State. So yeah, I got okay. my degree down South. So go okay. ahead and restate. Yeah, no, my question was basically before you started like your journey in production, did you ever have any other goals or aspirations that you wanted to accomplish and what made you want to take that turn into the occupation you're in right now? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, before I uh, ended up in this, like, I wasn't thinking too hard about where I wanted to end up. Uh, so, yeah, when I left high school, it was, that's partly why I ended up only doing a couple of years of community college and only getting a couple of credits because I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm. And so I kind of took a lot of time doing that. Uh once I got done with that first in a community college, I was like, this definitely like, isn't it. And then I went and did other stuff. And then was you getting in trouble? A little bit. Uh -huh. I mean, uh -huh. probably not the good trouble that we want to get into, but mm -hmm. yeah, definitely getting in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> and then 
yeah, you kind of realize that like that ain't the, the trouble isn't for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was not built for that. So understood. Uh, I'd always been pretty into the books. And so I went back to the books and once I kind of got some direction and yeah, I was all like, all right, media is where it's at. And like I said, I uh, wanted to do sports first and uh, I kind of got my foot in the door. And then, like I said, those uh, George Floyd protests of uh, 2020, like that's kind of where my focus went from just, oh, I need to do whatever I can do to get in the media and to just be all like, all right, well, I got to start figuring out how to like make sure I'm a part of these conversations, uh, telling these stories for our community. That's dope. That's dope. And what I wanted to say, if you're just now joining us, we're talking with Roland Armstrong. He's a news producer at CBS 13. And this episode, which I didn't say at the top because I was neglectful, this episode is called Keeping It Fluid Behind the Camera. And I, I love what you're saying. You wanted to make sure you could help to tell these stories in a more accurate and truthful way. And I think right. that's super dope. Uh, sir, you have a question, Adrian? Yeah. Uh, so my question is, when you're writing these scripts, what is your typical process? Like, do you have something you like to do before you write? Ah, uh, there's definitely a lot of time uh, in between, especially like if you already know the story is going to happen no matter what, and it's going to go on the air. And you have like hours in between when you first get to work versus when this is going to go on air. So, uh, I mean, uh, if I know the story's going to go on, like typically you'd write like a draft of it, trying to just like get it to be like, well, if I had to tell the story right in this moment right now, like what kind of thing should I include in it? Because especially with uh, TV, you only have so much time. Right. It's like you've got an hour, half an hour sometimes. Like I do a lot of half hour shows. So that is not a lot of time. Like once you get in the TV world and so, uh, being able to share all that information, like you kind of get a draft out and be like, all right, this is basically what I want to say. But then like when working in news stuff is changing constantly. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have a little bit of what you want to do, but at the same time, you got to realize that you got to be ready to change on the fly. And so uh, having a small draft, like kind of a rough estimate of what you want to say, and then uh, kind of taking some time to look it over again and again, even if you have time, but, it's weird because like when you're working on deadlines, like eventually like it's time and it's going to go to air and you might not like what you have said in that moment, but mm -hmm. that's what's going to get communicated. So as much as you can revisit it as you can, like I feel like that's the best way to go about it. But sometimes like, like you'll get a story that like just happened, like as you're on air. And so you've got to write a little bit and then you're like, all right, we're going to take this to air and, Cross our fingers, it's good enough sometimes. Yeah, that was my question too. That was my question. That was that was legit my question. The, the how does the breaking news aspect work? Like when you're on air, oh, yeah. and let's say it's five. You have the five thirty show, and it's right. five forty five. Some massive thing just happened. Right. What does that process look like? Oh yeah, uh, it's not too much of a process because like, and you're running out of time too. It's mm -hmm. all like so, like you're backed up against the six o'clock show at five forty-five, mm -hmm. So you want to get that in there right then. And so uh, with CBS, like we have affiliates. Uh, so if something happens like in another state that like we need to get on air right away, like mm -hmm. I think that just happened the other day with like a shooting in Texas. And mm -hmm. so it's all like uh, you don't really have much time. Like you kind of give, get the information that you got and then you kind of just got to throw together. Like sometimes it's even just bullet points, but mm -hmm. you want to share as much information as you can with, also like making sure you're not like 
sharing inaccurate information. Got you. Which I have been a culprit of a few times. Oh, good and, gracious. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> We're not perfect. <laughs> and I see that we have a, a couple of things in the private chat, but ladies, I can't see it. My computer froze. Um, so, I have. come on. Um, what was what was the most controversial story that you know that you've written? Ooh, that's a question. That's a question. All right, put them on. That's the a spot. question, right yeah. there. Yeah. That's a question. Uh, that's a question. Ah, uh, <laughs> I can't think of just the most controversial, but like someone who's always a controversial topic is uh, Donald Trump, oh. <laughs> and so. That he's a very interesting guy to write about because, uh, because he's a hot mess. Definitely, uh -huh. definitely a hot mess. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. At the same time, it's all like, like some people will like will say it's all like he's a former president, so it's all like yeah, it's like you gotta kind of give the guy some level of respect, but at the same time, it's all like you gotta kind of call out the nonsense too, and it's like. It's a very fun. <laughs> Melissa's face. It's a very <laughs> fun line to play because it's all like, She's like, like <laughs> so like, uh, I don't work for an editorial, right? Like, right. I can't just share my opinion even though I have it all the time. Uh -huh. yeah. And so, it's a very fun thing to be all like, oh, we're gonna try and fairly cover this guy, but at the same time, just like call out all his crap, which is just like half the stuff that more than half of stuff that comes out of his mouth. So it's really interesting trying to write about Donald Trump and like toe that line of like being fair, but at the same time sharing an honest opinion, which is probably right. Can I ask a follow-up? Yes. Um, my follow-up question for you is basically, does it ever get hard? Because I know it seems like your job relies mostly on like presenting the facts is it ever hard for you when you know that you have a lot of opinions has it ever been super challenging oh yeah no it's definitely tough to uh try and make sure you don't cross that line to where you are sharing your opinion and it helps that like you, you work with a team so you have anchors there you have writers there and you have management there can who can like all kind of read over scripts and make sure that you're not going too far in the opinion and everything. But yeah, it's definitely like, so the station that I worked in, in San Diego, they were, they definitely leaned very right. Okay. Very, very right. Mm. And so, yeah, it was definitely challenging working for people who like were clearly Trump fans mm. and having the, kind of try and be fair but at the same time realizing that like like that's one of the biggest reasons why I left was because I thought we weren't being very fair like, so yeah there's definitely once you get into it there's definitely tough decisions to make and making sure that you feel like you're communicating all the facts and being fair at the same time yeah interesting because I, I don't know if there are a lot of people who do what you do that are concerned about being fair, if I could keep it a buck. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so I, I think that a lot of times we put extra on ourselves so that we don't uh, appear to be a certain way towards other people who may look at you and start to say, oh, he's an angry black man. Oh, right. right. 
And so do you ever find yourself having to kind of walk that tightrope? Um, especially you said your catalyst was uh, George Floyd and what was happening with those protests. Right. Do you ever feel like you have to temper yourself or present it in a specific way because you don't want to be seen as the angry black man? Let's get into Ooh. it. Come on now. You have... <laughs> Come on, y'all. Back party. me up with these Welcome questions. To Welcome to Black yeah. versus the Board yeah. of Education, where we just go straight for the jugular. So let's do it. <laughs> oh, that's definitely fair. Uh, I definitely do feel like sometimes, uh, I mean, but that's like any job, though. Like You're right. Yeah, you can only say so much. And so, uh, yeah, sharing how I feel in, sometimes versus sharing this information, like, it's definitely a tightrope that you're trying to walk in uh i don't feel like it's too tough to do it especially when you're honestly trying to be fair but at the same time it's all like some of that stuff that you want to say you just can't quite say well you can say it here we won't (laughs) we won't judge you (laughs) keila what you got for me sorry this is so weird okay um so my question is, like, what does your work day look like? Like, do you work overtime? Like, is it full time? And then what are your forms of self-care if you have any? Okay. Uh, my work day, uh, I'm scheduled for nine hours. Uh, if you work in media, you realize that, like, you're supposed to have that hour of a lunch. But a lot of the time, it doesn't happen. Uh I mean, you're chasing stories and everything. So it's all like the more time that you try and take a break, the more stuff that you're going to miss. So, uh, and then it's a really competitive business. So uh, it's definitely tough to try and take time for yourself. But I feel like if you can get it with a station that like treats you right, like I feel like CBS 13, they pay us pretty good compared to other stations in the area. And so therefore... Like I'm planning a trip to San Diego this summer. So I'm going to be able to take five, six days off and just kind of go chill by the beach. Uh, maybe see the horses race and everything. And Uh-oh. yeah, just really take some time Definitely. to yourself. And so uh, while it is tough to try and like stay the course at work, uh, really just having uh, the financial ability to be able to take a serious vacation is something that I haven't had in a while. Like, and this is going to be my first very serious vacation since I've started working there and I've been there for a year and a half. So I'm really excited about that. And then, I'm sorry, I missed the second part of your question. Forms of self-care. Uh, what do you do with self-care? Oh, self-care. Uh, I mean, this is something that's new to me, which is just all like when you really feel like you need to, like taking a day off. And mm-hmm. that's something I struggle with because I feel like I'm such a hard worker and I want to make sure I'm there and like, I feel like if I'm missing days and I'm letting my team down, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's all like, you really got to make sure that you make time for yourself. And mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. just making sure, even if you're scheduled for a day, if like you just feel like you need a day to yourself, just making sure you take that. 100%. And I see a comment in the chat. It says, what's next for you? Do you have, do you have plans on making any more big moves in your career? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I, uh, I've always thought of myself like being in a management position one day. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so I definitely want to be a a producer is in a management position. 
a producer. I mean, like you've got like writers and stuff underneath you, but no, you're not in management. You're while you have a lot of control over the show, like, I mean, like I pretty much have basically all the control over what goes into my show and whatnot, but like, uh -huh. there are still managers above me who like, they make schedules. They kind of look at the shows and make sure that we've got the information that they think we need in there. And so, yeah, there's definitely steps above a producer, like producers, like I, I wouldn't even consider it management, but if it is, it's like right at the bottom of management. Okay. Gotcha. So, like, that's probably, like, where I go from here would be into management is to, like, uh, the next step would be, like, as an executive producer. Okay. And so then you're considered management. Mm. Gotcha. And I see that Sam has joined us. Hey, Sam, uh, do you have a question that we can get you in there? And when you have your question, can you introduce yourself since you got here a little late um, so that everybody knows that you're here? Okay. Uh, do I introduce myself? Yes, go ahead and introduce yourself first. Hi, I'm Samuel. I got a, I got a wet spot on my shirt. That's oh, not no. my fault. <laughs> um, <laughs> great. Uh, I'm on. I'm on the East Coast. I'm not revealing my location because you know I don't know who's out there. Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> Do you have a question, sir? <laughs> um. Or should we come back to you? What's it like being a producer of a show on a news station, like day to day? Day to day, uh, it's it's definitely hectic. Uh, I think you said control chaos, or yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much what it is. Uh, like, I mean, like a lot of days you can go in there and like it's fine and everything, like no breaking news happens, and so you're able to put together a show. Uh, within six hours like before the show and you're fine but like a lot of nights too like an hour before your show stuff can happen and all of a sudden you got to change up everything that you've like mm -hmm. been planning on doing like you've been planning it for the last five hours and all of a sudden that's just going out the window yeah. and so yeah it's just being able to like control like because there's a lot of moving parts like you'll have sometimes three four live reporters out in the field and so like you're in the booth back there just talking to all of them and you're trying to communicate with them at the same time and the anchors on set so there's a whole lot going on but i enjoy the chaos yeah. so. Uh, so i know you said you wanted to move up like in a management position do right. you do you see yourself staying at a local level or going up to the bigger news stations mm, good question. Right. okay uh <laughs> uh like me personally, I like Sacramento. I know a lot of people don't. <laughs> Come on, want it's the best city in like, the world. I want six. I'm saying I, I moved to San Diego and somehow came back. So best city in the world. Unless you know something. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I definitely uh, love being local. I'd probably stay local, but that's an interesting thing because, like, for me, money talks. So, right. So, like, Come if I get now. in a certain position and they're going to offer me hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to LA or New York, like, I'm probably going to take it. Like, on, if you throw that much money at me to, like, you're like, all right, we want you to run our news station, it's, like, so, like, I feel, like, local for the most part, but, like, I'll keep the doors open anything, oh. like. I think that's amazing. <laughs> so, listen, so, when you're sitting there and you said you're you're writing your scripts, um, first of all, you have a certain amount of time to get all the stories in. Right. 
how what how do you choose what's priority ah uh, so that's like a, a journalism thing we learned uh so there's like different things that make stories important so uh mm-hmm. uh things like timeliness uh proximity so that's like uh, how close it is to you uh and especially with being a local uh newscast like you want things that are closer to you because they affect the people around you uh so just uh different news values uh there are a bunch of them and it's hard to put them in order i think like we had like nine of them or something when i was in school and so it's all like it's about deciding which of those things is most important it's all like is like uh is the proximity the most important or is just the uh the impact of it like uh just the other day when that shooting happened in Texas, it's all like, that wasn't local at all, but it's all like, and I think like ended up being like nine people that got, or eight or nine people that got killed. So it's all like, at that point, it's all like, clearly this is the biggest story of the day. And so just kind of figuring out like what's going to be the most impactful thing. And uh, you're kind of, I guess, racing a little bit against the other stations too. Mm -hmm. So you got all news. these, yeah. So, <laughs> so like you kind of want to be first there, and you kind of want to make sure that you're hitting something that people are going to want to see and want to talk about. So, do you have a way to find like? Do you have like a a source, like a different source to right. find out news <laughs> faster than like people mm, on Twitter? The secrets, right? You know, uh, I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking. You ain't got to tell who the source is. Right. I just want to know if yeah, you're a source. No, so, I mean, uh you become affiliated with like different stations and like, uh, so like, uh, CBS, obviously we have all these stations like over the nation and everything. And so we share information with each other. And so, uh, our CBS station in Dallas or yeah, near Dallas is the one who kind of broke that news. And so from there, we're able to use them to kind of get information from. And so everything we're sharing, like, uh, like it's all like, it's not necessarily our sources that confirmed it, but like, when our affiliate confirms it, it's like, all right, we're sure that like this information is accurate. And so uh, we're using each other, relying on uh, people on the ground. Uh, uh, sometimes there are official sources uh, like police or like uh, council members, senators and stuff. Uh, and then some of the times it's like, you're kind of getting information from people like witnesses, mm-hmm. which is like, at that point, that information is harder to verify, but like, once they give you information, then you can take it back to those official sources that you trust and be all like, all right, we've heard this. Is it true? And so it's just about like relaying information that you get from different areas. And it, it can come in the most random, uh, in the most random form that you can think of. Like, So you get phone calls, you get emails, you all get regular text messages. Like, so or is that what you're saying in terms of random forms, people start to report things? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, people call in a lot to the news station. So really? we'll, yeah, we'll, we like won't hear about anything going on. All of a sudden they'll be like, Oh, there's a lockdown at this school. What's going on? And it's all like, uh, okay, we don't know. We we'll check out. it out for you. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, our brand is getting answers. And so when you call us, like, really, all right, we'll go find out for you. Oh, that's <laughs> good to know. So I got to just report anonymous stuff and y'all to go check it out. So do yeah, you follow I mean, up we, with the people that report it or how, how does, how does that work? I mean, it depends. Uh, sometimes they'll leave their name and numbers. Other times they mm-hmm. won't. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I don't think we really follow up too much with, like the people who report it. But like if someone calls in something that like the police are going to know about, then we go to the police and be like, all right, uh, 
like we have like their uh their public information officer we have that person's phone number so uh -huh. we're all like all right like you need to like tell the public what's going on so they can make sure like we need to avoid this area is everything safe like when things happen at schools it's all like should i be heading there to pick my kid up like right right huh. mm -hmm. okay melissa do you know the percentage of black people that work in this industry and specifically in your position and if not what about just in the space that you work currently like in your work space and work day what does that look like with people that look like you uh i don't yeah definitely not very many uh <laughs> in like there are a few like we have a couple of uh, black managers that's awesome that's awesome mm -hmm. <laughs> uh they don't work in news so so what are they managing exactly uh, so we've got one of uh, like our uh, our streaming servers is being managed by a black woman. Okay. And then uh, all of our photographers and edited editors are being managed by a black man. So. Now, who was that in the room with you, while we were there? Oh yeah, yo. So you were sitting in the back, and there was, was somebody in the front. In front. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Tim, that's doing? Tim. He's our director. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. what is the difference between what you were doing and what Tim was doing? Okay, so I basically put all this stuff like digitally in the computer. Like we're going to like write scripts. Uh, we're going to have what they call a Chiron, a lower third, which is like the uh, labeling that's going across the bottom that tells you kind of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, so at that point he's running the uh, swisher board to be like, all right, this is all this stuff that's going to come on air. Like, like I pretty much have it all laid out for him. It's like, all right, I need to like hit this button and take this to air. Like when he's ready for it. And so as the anchors are reading the scripts, he's kind of hitting buttons and like switching stuff over to make sure that it actually pops up on air. So oh, okay. he's controlling our program feed. Okay. Mm. And so are you guys talking to each other? Or are you talking to other people uh, when you're deciding who's pushing what, who goes next? Cause you were talking, somebody was queued up over there. The weather and woman. Then, like, so who's talking to who? <laughs> uh, so uh, he and I are talking uh, to each other basically to make all the decisions of what goes to air. So y'all are in the same so... room talking to each other. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Got like, it. Because like I've already made all these decisions of what's supposed to go on air and what's not supposed to go on air. But mm -hmm. at the same time, like as we're going through and like stuff isn't timing out perfectly because anchors are ad libbing, they're talking to each other a little bit, and so things take a little longer than we're expecting to. So at that point, me and him have to communicate like, all right, we're not going to do this story that we were planning on doing. Okay. And so we I saw the clicking you was doing. You was skipping stories. Yeah, I was. Okay. Uh, we call it killing them, basically. Like I can click on them and then hit a button and then it just makes them disappear. So when he goes to like, uh, we're all automated. So when he goes to like punch in his codes, like those don't show up. And so like it automatically for him goes to the next one. And so. We're just making sure that uh, we're all on the same page. And then I'm talking, not only am I talking to him, but I'm talking to the anchors, mm -hmm. uh, talking to the reporters, making sure they all understand what's happening too, because everything's changing so fast. And so you're dealing with all these people, making sure they all know what's going on with the changes. Okay. And so can, can you, on a scale of one to 10, how stressful is that? And do the people listen that you're talking to? Definitely nine out of ten stress level. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my bad. laughs> so, yeah, not gonna lie. Like, uh, and then uh, sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't, which is like 
that makes it interesting too because like because you guys are timed right yeah and you and have like, to go when you're like, we've got a certain amount of breaks that we have to hit like within this time frame and all and like we also have to come back and say goodbye at the end of the show so it's really stressful like when they're like not listening to you and so you kind of try and plan for it a little bit in the end but sometimes it's like hard to take care of and it's interesting because like i did miss a break once and so Oh. And so that's a ton of money that just yeah. goes out the window. And so like, all right, well, and they're like, don't let it happen again. And I'm like, okay. And so I haven't so far. And <laughs> I've kind of figured it out at this point. And I'm all like, like, I feel like I have enough control of the show to where like my new plan is like, if I ever get that close, I'm just gonna be like in the middle of their sentence, let's go to break. Like, that's my new plan. Like I haven't had to use it yet, but like. Oh, so you're just going to cut people off. <laughs> yeah. I need to make a break. No, I feel it. <laughs> like, I feel it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> What's like, the most <laughs> amount of storage you have to kill in one? Oh, a lot of them. Like there have been times where, like, so like you'll get like thirty different stories in your A block, but like something breaking. Wait, in thirty come up. minutes, thirty stories. Well, that's in like fifteen minutes. In fifteen so. minutes. Well, because like a story can like so you're talking about like VOs so that can just be that like that stressed 20... me out. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, crazy. <laughs> like, what the that's, heck? that's every yeah. second. 30, 30 yeah. stories in fifteen minutes. Right. So you're trying to consolidate everything as best you can. Like you want to make it short, but also you want to make sure that you tell that story in a concise and again a fair manner, but like share all that information. But at the same time, you can't stay too long on one thing. Like. You just stressed me out. That's crazy. <laughs> when you kill those stories, you, are they just, they just gone forever? You gonna go back to them? Uh, I, well, it depends. Uh, sometimes you can bring them back, but a lot of the times, if you're having to kill those stories because you don't have time for them, so Jeez. yeah, you'll write those stories, produce them. Someone will cut the video, and it'll never get seen. Jeez. Oh. oh. <laughs> And so if you're just now joining us, we're talking with Roland Armstrong, a news producer at CBS 13. Um, this episode is called Kill It. I'm sorry, not killing. Oh, Lord. Oh, Keeping wow. it fluid <laughs> behind the camera. And y'all don't see him, but Roland, we got Roland in here sweating. And I don't know if it's just hot in the studio. I feel like it's just or, hot. Or y'all just, no, hot. <laughs> or y'all just putting not. them on the hot seat. They wearing sweaters in here. Hey, like, man. Look, man. <laughs> look, my shirt. I, I don't understand it. Look, man. Roll up the sleeves real quick. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little, it's a little, little hot here. It's a little toasty. toasty. It's a little toasty. <laughs> so maybe they can help us out with some AC. Turn that up Please. a little bit uh, so that we can breathe Cause uh, or bring Roland a, a handkerchief or something. Because he's in here sweating. <laughs> the more y'all ask questions, he's like. <sighs> he need a preacher towel for real. <laughs> Jada, you got something on your mind? What's up? Um, no, I was just making the comment when he was talking about how you can like write and produce and like sometimes they'll never get seen. I would be mad if I put in all that work just for oh, them to yeah. be like, kill it. What? Oh, like, yeah. So it's, it's fun because like, so when I do sports shows, it's all like we're waiting to, for the uh, game to end. And so there will be times where we'll do an entire 30 minute hour show and just nothing like we don't get to do anything. And so, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll spend five, six hours planning all that. And then it's all like, well. You don't have any time so yeah Oof. it happens frequently <laughs> Keila. so what's the best thing about your job and what's the least best thing about your job worst yeah stop it like, you, you don't you, you ain't to gotta do all that, that. she That's asked him if you had a way to say it then you like, could why you gotta do all that <laughs> you were thinking it yeah, I, mean, that's me. I apologize. 
Oh my gosh. So the best and worst thing about your job. <laughs> okay. Uh I definitely love uh being in the booth, uh like when the show's live and then like when breaking news happens. So you like, don't actually hate your life? No. Okay. No, like it, <laughs> just to be it, like, clear with all the like, y'all. So, yeah, as stressful it is, as it is, like, I kind of like when things, like, kind of have to change up on you in the moment, and mm-hmm. you have to react to them. Like, I feel like it's kind of a lot of fun, like, but it, it can be stressful. Uh, the worst thing about my job. <laughs> uh, so, uh, when you work in news, uh, we're in what you call a 24-hour news cycle. Yes. And so, there's always stuff going on, there's always changes being made, and so your schedule can change a lot. So, uh, so you have to be flexible. Yes. Especially when you're like, like I'm only two years into this, so I'm fairly new. And so if you're going to be in news, like when you're getting to it at first, you got to like realize that your schedule is going to change a lot. And then, uh, you're working to the night. Some people work early in the mornings. Like, so I'll, I'll get off at 1130 and people are just showing up to do our morning shows. So, at 11 30 at night at 11 because we go on in there at four in the morning so, oh, so you 24 hours pretty much yes yeah Ooh. there's pretty much always someone in the building so the probably the worst part about being in news is just like there always needs to be someone available did you have to do the overnight shift how was that i have not had to do Ooh, an overnight shift uh <laughs> luckily <laughs> yes uh okay melissa what you got oh who's that Family, come on, Sam. Okay, so I heard you talking about like your most reliable sources. You take uh the sources like like phone calls or whatever, and you bring them to your reliable sources to verify the them. Where do you? I wanted to ask where do you find those reliable sources? Like, okay, uh, yeah. So uh, some of those are obviously easy. Uh, like when you like go to uh different cities and stuff like uh. Uh, each city is going to have what they call a public information officer, which or is someone. A PIO. Who, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's someone who can share like information with you. Uh, same with uh, police stations, uh, school, district. school districts. Yeah. So everyone's got public information officers who are granted that power to like, you know, like we're going to share this information and this is official word from our organization. And then, uh, like I said, uh, people like, they can become reliable sources depending on what they do. So like, uh, I don't have any personally, but like, uh, people I work with have, uh, sources that work for, uh, state senators and, uh, assembly members. And so, uh, when like they get to a point where when they're sharing information with them, uh, those sources are sources they consider reliable. And so, uh, I don't know if you guys heard about the, uh, serial killer in davis Mm -hmm. but uh when that happened and uh when they were going to arrest that guy who's now a suspect and who's arrested uh beforehand like someone with the police department kind of let one of our uh anchors know that like yeah they're gonna like arrest this guy who they have in custody already and so she's like yeah i consider this a reliable source and so they're like are you sure we can take this to air and she was like yes i i trust his source and so yeah we did it Melissa. Okay, so I had another question, but what you just said prompted a, a different question. So what happens if that source turns out to not be reliable? Oh, mm. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I've never personally had to deal with that, but I would imagine that, like, 
like I said, our anchor, like they've been there, done that with that person before. So eventually, like if they keep feeding you information that's not reliable, then you have to cut them off. Right. But uh, yeah, like so you you go and you rely on that source, and it can take you so far, but at the same time, it can kind of come back to bite you. And so, uh, I guess you kind of have to establish that trust and then like i said like she felt like she was really good on having that trust uh we ran with the information that she had early and then it turned out to be true so that's a reliable source right <laughs> <laughs> so question who is that Jada. hi hey it's Jada. <laughs> um this question might seem a little a little saddening but um how often do you get stories about injustice is happening within the black community and how does it make you feel when you have to write those kind of stories often uh too often mm. definitely too often uh and i guess there's just a certain amount of like sadness that comes with it so like here we go again uh but yeah, and like I said, I was trying to keep it fair and accurate. At the same time, trying to take emotions out of it because at the end of the day, it's not my job to share my emotions, even though I feel them all the time. And so it's definitely a balancing act. It's definitely tough to try and write these stories without sharing your opinion and without expressing some emotion. But at the end of the day, it's just about getting the facts out there and letting people decide for themselves how they feel about situations. Uh, and I definitely like to write to make sure that uh, the community is represented. And so like, that's what I do. I'll tend to take it to air with uh, something that like, I feel like is showing a certain level of emotion, but at the same time is uh, mostly just trying to share those facts because like, it's not like I have a black anchor that's on set reading. I was about to ask. Yeah, I was about to. I was about to point that, that out. But, but yeah, so yeah, that's that's yeah. a very interesting line to uh, take when uh, writing too, because it's all like I'm probably writing for this white person, so I've got to figure out how to how to like communicate in a way that's all like fair to them too to go on on set and like mm -hmm. read this. Like they're right. the one who has to say it like in public, so. Like there's only so much I can do to like share this information in a way that I'd want to share it. But at the same time, like, like I said, making sure that it gets shared like accurately and fairly. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't you, make anyone else comfortable. Like right. who just had, to well, read you can always words. send those to us and we will absolutely uh, read them as you want them read. Um, you don't okay. have to <laughs> hold back over here. Yeah. Um, and you got a bunch of readers right here. And over here, Whoa. that that would love to uh, get involved. Well, I know my girls are about that life. He just said, "Oh, like he wasn't sure." Wait, but reading? Uh, though, you see, you see my teleprompter work. Well, <laughs> Jada got you. <laughs> hey, 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 my teleprompter work. He was like, oh. <laughs> "Well, I mean," and I just think it's uh, because as you were talking. And um, you were you were trying to describe the emotions that you were feeling. There was a little something that I saw in your face when you were saying that, looking at the ceiling. Um, and so I I wonder how much of how much do you have to numb yourself or desensitize yourself to these stories that you're having to write about in order to present them in the way that you feel like you have to. 
Like how, how often are you tamp tempering your feelings and, and numbing yourself to what it is that you're seeing? Uh, it's definitely big about controlling the emotions. Uh, and that's just like, that's true for stories that affect our community, but even stories that are just like even more wider reaching. It's all like, that's it. Like, I feel like I'm covering a mass shooting every week, sometimes two a week. So it's really hard to share information without addressing what you think about the person who maybe did it. And yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a tough business. <laughs> it's definitely tough to be in that position where like, you know so much and you want to say so much, but you can only say so much. Yeah. If that makes sense. I have a question. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, so I wanted to ask you on a more positive note. Yes. I love positivity. What, what are your favorite stories to write uh, for like your shows? Okay. Uh, so uh, we work, uh, we actually like do two TV stations at CBS 13. Yeah. So there's also a good day that we do there, uh, channel 31. Mm -hmm. And so like, they tend to do a lot of the very positive stories and everything. Positive, fun, loving kind of community, like yeah. uplifting. And so those are great. They'll do those in the morning and then they'll have like a bunch of information from like the story that they did. And so we're able to take their video and the sound that they use and create a story for, of it later so i love writing uh stories that like related to the good day stuff that we did and so uh yeah they'll just have like uh i don't know if it was one of the more recent ones but like uh they like did stories about all the breweries that were uh making beers after the uh, george floyd protests and so uh like i think it was oak park brewery who did the black is beautiful uh like uh yeah oh. and so uh yeah, it was just really, it's really fun to kind of write those stories for uh, organizations that are trying to build up the community and yeah. Okay. How often do you get out to the community and, and spend time out there? Not enough. Okay. <laughs> Not enough. I'm definitely inside of the studio. I said at least nine hours a day. That's yeah. Seven days a week? No, no. Okay. Uh, five most of the time. Every Monday now and then six, but. Uh, oh, no, uh, right now I'm what, uh, Tuesday through Saturday, but like I said, the schedule is flexible. Mm -hmm. I think my manager like texted me when I first got in here asking me if I could work instead of tomorrow, <laughs> work on Sunday. So my schedule for this week is going to change. <laughs> and I just found out today, like while I was walking in here, I'm like, Oh, that's All great. Right. Like I'm going to tell her yes, but it's like, Man, yeah. and I wanted my Sunday. Yeah. Well, I want you to block off June 25th um, and be our guest at our Black graduation celebration here in Elk Grove. Oh, absolutely. So we're going to put that on that your on calendar. My schedule. And I know you work on Saturdays, but like late right, or, or early. Okay, because we have a family fun day on that Saturday, but we also have our formal on that Friday. So that whole weekend, just going to block that off. Okay, the 23rd through the 25th. Through the 25th. 25th. Yeah, right, just going to block you. that okay. off and come spend time with some folks yes. in the community. We'd Absolutely. love to have you. Um, and I know, like, we're, we're, we're getting close to the end of the show. Um, do we have any more questions before we start talking about something else? Because I know I told Melissa when y'all weren't here that I had a oh, surprise yeah. for her. And I'm going to drag it out to the last minute or two. No. Um, <laughs> and so she's just going to have to wait. But I have a, a surprise for her. So listen, yes, sir. I just want to just say, like, that is a difficult job. 
like because I I didn't I thought the I thought the uh the anchors wrote their stuff, but now just seeing like I have a lot more respect for everybody in the newsroom because the anchors got to read something that they didn't write. You right. guys got to write something for them to read, not <laughs> knowing that if you put emotion in there, you don't know if they're gonna say it with the emotion that you intended it for. It's just a lot. It's a lot. Oh, then them typos. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, the typos. <laughs> so we saw the teleprompter, and and they get to control the teleprompter as the story the is foot. moving up. Right. Um, that's very interesting because I thought that there were still cameramen in in the studio, and they're not. They're like robots that yeah, move. Yeah, the cameras are root. Yeah, yeah, they're all. And so yeah. I was like, wait a minute, this is okay. This is interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay. Jobs. And so you have you have the robot camera <laughs> camera people. So it's just the anchor and these things are moving as they're talking, but they're re- they're controlling the feed on the teleprompter. That's like that's a lot of coordination. No, that's a lot. Yeah. And that's so, do you upload that story, or how are they accessing it to be, then be able to control it? As I mean, I that, that explain that to me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's going through uh, like they're it's all connected to like this uh web program, mm-hmm. and then so uh, we pull it up on a computer in the back. And uh, that's like our prompter computer. And so once we load it into that computer, like we'll load the show into the computer. And at that point, yeah, they're able to control it uh, with their little pedal. Uh, They use a foot pedal at CBS 13. Uh, When I was in San Diego, they had like a little hand. uh, Like a mouse or something? No, it was uh, just a a knob. They can turn it. So, yeah, they can turn it more and it go faster. They can turn it less and it goes slower. They can control the speed with it that way. And I haven't seen how they quite use their foot with the teleprompter, but I'm assuming it's the same thing. Like the harder they step yep. down, it'll go faster. And the lighter they step, it'll go slower. And- yep. So it's like a gas pedal in a sense yeah. for yeah. people who aren't really clear what we're talking about. It's like a gas pedal that the anchors have right by them and they get to press it to then uh, have the story going up so that they're reading it at, I guess, the pace that's most comfortable for them. Right. I thought that was freaking fascinating. Right. Yeah. Um, Remind me of a hoverboard. A hoverboard. You know, those, remember those hoverboards? I ain't never read one. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know <laughs> anything. So are you okay. saying that thing that you stand on and if you lean, if you forward, lean forward? Yeah. Because yeah. oh. when you lean forward. I've never you, been on one of those. When you lean your foot forward, it goes yeah. down. But when you lean your foot back, it goes up. The teleprompter. Oh. That's how you go back up and then how you go back down. Well, see, he probably knows more about the teleprompter than see, I do. Like, oh, I've never been out there to see them doing it. I'm well, I'm going to need you to go check that out so you can report back because I need some answers. You said y'all specialize in getting answers. I'm going to need the answer to that. Like how? And and I know that we're going to be talking to Brady soon. And, and okay. Jake, yeah, I spoke yeah. with him today and he'll be on in June. But, you know, before they come, I just need you to get me that answer so I don't have to ask them. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to ask them um, because I, I think that there's a lot that people don't know that goes into um, producing a new show. Um, the things that you have to do, all the constant clicking and the talking and you guys are communicating. And um, I hope we didn't make you too nervous for having us in there. No, um, no. <laughs> Cause it was a lot of us and we were standing behind you and I'm like, what are you doing? And then he was emailing and he was doing all kinds of stuff. And I was trying to be nosy, you know, cause I wanted to know I was trying to get answers myself. And so as you're, as you have people coming in, so do you guys get a lot of groups that come in to tour the station? And if so, um, are they always as animated as the group I brought you? Uh, at least since I've been there, we've not had a lot of groups, uh, the COVID thing. And so like, that's definitely slowed a lot of the visiting down, but, uh, seems like it's starting to pick up a little bit now. And, uh, 
out of the two groups, you guys were definitely more animated. <laughs> I wish I would have uploaded uh, one of the, because uh, they did some stuff. Could you guys see them in the back when they were over by the uh, weather board? Were you guys able to see them? I, I saw crazy. them when they first started, but then like I had oh, to man. go back and finish working. <laughs> but on, I was man. like, oh, man. <laughs> Come on, man. They're having some fun in there. The dynamic duo. Come on, mm-hmm. talk to me. You could have put us on air. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. People, people love the weather station. On on, people man. love that green screen. Well, we didn't know that was a thing, right? So you go yeah. in and you see her doing all this stuff. I'm like. She's not even doing She's Like, where is that? What is she doing? <laughs> I mean, if she was on point. Come on, Melissa. What are you saying? That was the most fascinating thing I have ever seen. Like, I was just talking to my mom about that and we were there two weeks ago like that was one of the most fascinating things i have ever seen she knew what she was doing and she came in the heels heels, came in and left and i had questions for her and i need to know where she is because i wanted to talk to her how long has she been doing this because she was a professional i I got up there and i was dizzy i was disoriented i didn't know what happened when i got up to the green screen and she did it so fast, and then she left, and I didn't get to see her again. I want to talk to her. She was amazing. You tell her that Melissa wants to talk to her. I want to talk to her. (laughs) Because her entrance, like, they kept telling us, don't move, don't sneeze, don't don't do anything like that, right? And so she came in, and it's like, clack, clack. While he's still talking, though. Can they hear her on over the air? (laughs) Were y'all able to hear her? When she came into the studio? I I don't think we got the feet too much. Like, those mics are really directional, so uh, yeah, so yeah, I don't think they get too much, many other steps, but they can a little bit. But at the same time, I mean, like, so uh, the people who go on air, you call that talent. So like, okay. they they get to be a little disruptive when they come mm. in, and ah, every knows. now and then they might walk behind people's shots and everything. But it's all hey, they get to do that. Like, oh wow, they they can be seen. Okay, I can't. She said, <laughs> <laughs> "Who was that?" Oh no, I was just like, she said, "Put some respect on my name." Oh okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh yeah, Christine's a vet. Samuel. <laughs> I got an award today. That's why I was late. Oh, you can't see it. You can't see it. Why can't you see it? Hold on. Put it in front of your afro. Maybe that'll help. Oh, yeah. No, it just disappeared. No, nope, it disappeared. Oh, wow. Oh. Thank you. Put it in front of your shirt. Put green. it in front of your shirt. Let me see. That's that green. Oh, there you go. Magic. Now, uh, I don't know what it says. Um, can you? Is it? Okay, I can read it. You want me okay. to read it? Okay. National Elementary Honor Society. This is this are. This certifies that Samuel Hunley. Oh, I, uh, dang, dang. <laughs> I don't want to say my name. That's okay. Keep going. It certifies that Samuel uh-huh. was selected as a member of the 2022-2023 chapter of the National Elementary Honor Society at Gwinnett Online Campus. Uh-huh. Member me- membership demonstrates outstanding scholarship and responsibility and a commitment to excellence in service and leadership. That is dope. Congratulations. He said, said, acknowledge me. That is hilarious. Let's go. Congratulations. We love to see it. Um, Shout out to Sam. Uh And we're not going to say his last name because he don't want us to repeat it. But shout out to Sam and the 
Junior National Honor Society, Elementary Honor Society. Yeah, is elementary. that what he wrote? Yeah. Okay. But well, you know shout out to Sam. Is, That's you know what what's time up. We all been waiting so, for. So listen, we're at the end of the show, which means I get to I get to do something for Melissa because I heard Come something on, about her. Come on, man. And um, I, right. I wanted to. So a couple weeks ago, I you know it. that I went down to Los Angeles and we were at the Casa LA Gala, right? I knew it. And at that gala, you know, they said, if you give this amount of money, we will put you into a drawing. And in this drawing, you will receive something. Uh-oh. And so my name came up and I am sending you to see Taylor Swift. Uh, you will be sitting in the VIP section. <laughs> And these are the tickets that she donated to Casa LA for their um, silent auction or whatever. And I won and I said, what the hell? Um, And I heard that you like Taylor Swift. So they are yours. Oh my goodness, a Swifty. She said, oh my God. What are you saying? Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. You. What are you I'm saying? sorry. I'm over here screaming so loud and my mom is laughing at me. <laughs> That's my girl. I love her so much. Miss Lorena. <laughs> Uh, let me forever I and I, that's what i told him <laughs> so i will be sending those tickets to your oh new... do you hear maya oh screaming <laughs> i got y'all are making me having flash having have flashbacks to when i was on the radio and i would be giving out prizes. <laughs> oh, call um, 105 I remember one time I called. I was calling 102 of, of 103. I was sick. Oh, that's Chris happened before oh. too. I hate that. I, I hate that. Oh, I was sick. <laughs> I had five phones and all five were. That's happened to me. Oh, me and my mom do that all the time. They're like, "Oh, you're caller 92, and I need to be 93." I'm like, "I don't like y'all." <laughs> well, you don't have to be a selected caller. I'm just gonna give them to you because I'm not going. <laughs> That's that. Uh, we done into the end of the show, man. What a show. Uh, next week we will be joined by Micah Autry. He is an entrepreneur out of the. I want to say he's out of Texas somewhere. I hope that's it. If not, he'll correct us next week because I don't remember. So with that, we're going to hit y'all with the wave. We will see you next week right here on Facebook and YouTube, 430 PST. We are Black versus the Board of Education. Samuel, go ahead and start us off. How are we doing this? Melissa. How are we doing this? Can you just keep going? I think they're kicking right? Okay. Here we go. Come on, Keela. Jada. We're going to kick it to Roland. Just. Oh, wave shit. it, wave oh, it out. Wave it. Yeah. No, no, other yeah, way. Another way. No, no. <laughs> I can't catch that. I need to catch it. You gotta catch it. We're done. <laughs> yeah, okay. You, you got it. You got it. Oh. We'll see y'all next week. Whole mood, baby. <laughs>